I'm Lindsay Maloney, and this is the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I built a six-figure coaching business while raising my three babies and working a nine-to-five, and I'm here to help you break free from the hustle mentality that's been holding you back from reaching your full potential so you can know your worth, step into your own power, and of course, book your dream clients. Welcome to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm so glad you're listening today because we have Haley Burkhead with us. And if you don't know Haley, Haley is so transparent and open with her business, with her techniques on how to sell, marketing, everything. She has done everything her way and it has worked amazingly. I know you're going to learn so much, so make sure you're taking notes. And of course, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Haley, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so excited you're on today. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to meet all of you. I think our audience is so excited that you're here. And if there's just maybe a couple people who don't know who you are, would you be so kind to introduce yourself and tell us all about what you do and who you serve? Yes, of course. So I'm Haley, if we have never yet met, and I'm excited that we're meeting today if we're about to be new best friends. So I help entrepreneurs who are completely overworked on this hamster wheel of basically creating marketing content and marketing social media that's not converting at all and helping them create a sales machine that can consistently crank out income. So we help two types of service-based on or two types of entrepreneurs. One is people who are wanting to scale their service like you coaches, right? I know we have a lot of, of listeners who are coaches. And what I do there is I teach them the scalability factor. So you can create basically, I mean, this, this amazing conversion centric sales machine that basically loves people to the transformation of booking your coaching service. And then we have uh, the recurring profit method that I teach, which is for a whole different type of business. So it teaches you how to phase out your clients and create consistent 10 K plus months with the course or membership site. So that's what I do. And that's who I serve. And I love doing it. And I'm so excited to be here and chat more about scaling your business and thinking bigger and differently. I love what you do. I think you have such a such a bright energy. And uh, I think that what you do is helping so many women out there um, because I think so many people are stuck in the, I have to yes. get a new client, I have to get a new client because we've all been there. Once you get a client, you start worrying about your next client right away. It's not like, oh, I'm good for another four months. You literally start worrying about the next one immediately. And I think that just creates this big um like a feast and famine in Mm -hmm. your coaching business. I think it's important to work with clients when you first start, just so you can get that experience. Mm -hmm. But then um, I bet you have a lot of coaches who come into your membership and who want to work with you because they finally have realized that it's not all about the clients. Like you said, it's about having freedom in your business. Mm -hmm. So let's talk to the coaches. What what pain points are those coaches who you see come in your world? What are some common pain points that you're seeing? they're living in survival mode. And like, listen, your brain is creating your business. So if you are, if your business is not where you want it to be, your brain's created it. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. if your revenue is not where you want it to be, if, if your sales, if your lead, lead, client leads, if you, whatever it is, right. If it's not up to par with what you have envisioned, your brain, your thoughts, your strategy, that's what's creating it, which is great. It's empowering because 
you have full control over your results. You have full control over the success that you're going to have in your future. What a lot of coaches do is they base all of their business decisions that are about their future on past and present results. That's, that's one of the things I see. There's two, but like, that's the one thing. So number one is like, let's say you are, I asked, I just asked this question today on a call. Um, I said, okay, where do you want your business to be in a year? And she said, she said she wanted it. She basically wanted to like add an extra thousand dollars a month to her business. So like she went from like 5,000 to 6,000 a month. I was like, why are we not trying to grow bigger? And she said, because I don't, I don't have the capacity to grow bigger. I was like, okay, well now you're making a decision for the growth of your company on your current capacity. Like that is the number one way that will slow you down. Do not make decisions for, for your growth of your company based on past and present things. So like your current capacity, cool, figure that is something that can easily be changed, right? Mm -hmm. So then we went through her entire team hierarchy chart and how we can utilize five, 10 hour dollar uh, part-time employees to increase her revenue to $50,000 a month. So we really increased it <laughs> a lot. Um, so that's like one example, right? The second thing I see is coaches come to me and they are living in survival mode instead of growth mode. There are two types of modes as an entrepreneur. You can live in survival mode, which is fear-based, which is like what you said, Lindsay. Now I'm just scared of when am I going to get my next client, right? Like it's very fear-based, survival mode. Um, you're constantly asking yourself, am I going to survive? You're making decisions off of your uh, front of your brain, the reptile brain, the caveman-like brain, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's growth mode where you refuse to stay in your comfort zone. Like survival mode is very comfortable. Because mm -hmm. you can blame everything else for why you're not getting results. You can say, uh, you, you can make a lot of decisions that keep you safe and comfortable and cozy. It's like having a warm gravity blanket on while you watch Netflix all day. But if we want to be in growth mode and we want to grow our business, it's going to be uncomfortable, not because it has to be hard to make sales, not because it has to take a lot of time to grow your business. I created a six-figure agency off two hours a day, right? So mm -hmm. it doesn't have to take that. It's going to be uncomfortable because it's going to challenge you to think differently and let go of the beliefs that you've had to think differently. So that's where growth mode comes in and learning how to step up and be a leader in your business, whether you have a team or not, doesn't matter. You can still be a leader, whether you're going to be a leader in your coaching business. So much good stuff there. I was, my pen was going crazy. One thing that really stood out to me was when you were talking about the front side of the brain, like our survival mode decisions. So if somebody is, is making decisions based off of that, you know, that caveman, caveman mindset, what are like, let's like talk about those symptoms. I can think of some like one, just to get us started, discounting your services constantly because you're not booking clients and you're knocking down your services and lowering your prices. What are some other signs or symptoms of using um, that uh, survival mode mindset? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So basically what you're doing is you're making a reactionary decision off of the drama you've created in your brain. It's not based on data, right? So like a lot of people say, uh, stop or charge what you're worth. Right. And like, mm -hmm. we hear that a lot, mm -hmm. but really it's not about charging what you're worth. Like your worth is completely irrelevant to the price you're offering. Like the price should be based on what the market is willing to pay for it. And if the market is not willing to pay for your price, you probably, they probably just don't believe you're going to get them a result. That's mm -hmm. on your messaging. So you have two decisions.
decisions. You can either lower your price or you can get them to believe that that price is actually worth it and it's an easy yes. That's your goal. How can I make my offer an easy yes? I evaluate so many offers every single day with my clients and the biggest thing is that they the, the there's just too much fluff, too much fluff. That's the easiest way to say it. But the biggest thing is I say, what is a tangible, measurable result that you get people? People are so scared to say that. So scared mm-hmm. to say that. Um, but that's what I really help my clients get down to is what, so for, let me take, for instance, there's this, uh, one Jenny, she's amazing. So Jenny's one of my clients. Um, and we helped her create a tangible transformation sentence. So her tangible transformation sentence is, I help women eliminate PMS in 90 days so that they can have pain-free periods for life. Mm. Um, amazing, right? Mm-hmm. That was tangible. That was measurable. That was specific. And it was tied to their deep desire. So that's the kind of sentence that I want you to start crafting for your coaching business. And then does that sentence relate to the value that you're pricing at? If not, it's your, your coat, your service is not worth that. You're worth everything. Like this has nothing to do with your work. And this is where you as a business owner, you have to detach your worth from your business. Your worth is completely separate than your business. Your worth has nothing to do with your business. It is your service. It is your product as your company that is worth a certain amount. And sometimes you get to decide what that worth is based on your messaging, but take full responsibility of people aren't booking. And that's exciting. And that's empowering because you can actually control that result instead of saying, well, great. I have no control over this. You have all the control, which is great because if you take back the control from wherever you're putting the control before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like an example, um, we have a webinar and if my webinar wasn't getting leads, I have two options, right? I can say, oh, my webinar is not getting leads. I guess I need to lower the price of my product or my webinar is not getting leads. So I need to do this because no one's converting. Or I can take full responsibility and say, you know what? No, I think it's because I'm going to look through the data and say, this is the reason why I'm not converting. It's because people don't believe that this system will actually work because they think it's going to take a lot of time to achieve. So now I just go back based on that data and I readjust my pre-education before my sales machine, right? About time, how much time it takes to implement a system. I, does that make sense, Lindsay? <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. Okay. And I think that everyone is so afraid to look at the actual data and they get so stuck in their own heads because it's, it's like, it's comfortable to stay in our head, even though it can be really frustrating because we're coming up with all of these stories all the time. And sometimes it just takes a couple of small tweaks. Like for example, like you're talking about a webinar. If you know, people aren't buying from your webinar, why are they, why are they not buying? Is it because of the product? Is it because they're not showing up to the webinar? Is it because they're not opening the emails? Like you can, you just go down that whole journey. And it's like you said, it's taking responsibility of whatever you put out there. And you know, we have to keep checking on our stuff and being responsible and looking at all the stuff. It's, it's going into the CEO mindset. And I think right. that's a really important thing. So let's talk about that. A CEO mindset. Um, when we first start, I remember when I first started my business and I heard a lot of entrepreneurs out there who I looked up to talking about mindset and you know all of that. And I thought, well, that's just so easy for you to say because you have a business that's thriving and you have, you're <laughs> yes. making money. And, I, and, and when you have that in your head, yes. you hit a wall for years if you don't like get yourself out of it. Did you ever find when you started your business that that came up for you? 
Yeah. No, to all the time. Every time someone talked about mindset or like manifestation Mm -hmm. or all that stuff, I was like, this is a bunch of BS. This is so fluffy AF. I, this Mm -hmm. is just dumb waste of time. That's all thoughts that went into my head. And I decided to combat that with, uh, with what I'm doing now. So I do income reports where I'm super transparent. Mm -hmm. So I like go through it. I'm like, this is what I've been struggling with a thought in my head that I've been struggling with. And this is how I, uh, changed my mindset around it because like a lot of these online marketing gurus that are making this much money, they're not transparent on their mindset issues. So they can say all day long to the people that are just starting their business. Oh man, mindsets, everything. They're like, what does that even mean? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? And so that's why I decide, like, cause I know how that feels. And that's why every single month I go live and I go on, live on my Facebook report or my income report. And I say this month we had these specific challenges and like, like, okay, today I just did, actually, I just did my live income report today. So what I was saying today was that I was having a big ego problem with hiring. And so I went through how my mindset was actually self-sabotaging my business. And I, cause I love human behavior and I study it. So mm-hmm. then I go deep and I analyze the thoughts in my head and I'm very transparent about it to my audience. And I'll say, this is the thought that I'm having in my head. This is what was actually sabotaging my business. This is the solution I came up with. And this is what it looks like implemented. And I go through all the issues I had that month, all the mindset issues, because honestly they apply to everyone, no matter where you're at in business, mm-hmm. we all all have the same problem with different faces, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because you start making money in your business, you're making, you know, five, six figures a month or even, you know, a year when you're starting, you still have those things. Like just because you're, when it doesn't shut off once you start bringing in money, like the mindset issues don't go away. There's always new levels. Can you give us some examples of some of the challenges that you had this month? Would you mind sharing some of those? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, the this is one from last year that I like to share because it is the most embarrassing ever, (laughs) um, but also probably the most helpful for everyone listening. So growing up, I always felt like I was dumb. I was the dumbest in my family um, ever. Oh, my family's like the, my family's the kind of person that can basically read a page of a book and memorize it and see a picture in their head. And they're just like ace all their tests. Like they're so ridiculously smart, right? Mm -hmm. And I could never do that. And I made all A's and B's. Like I was smart, but I wasn't the smartest. And so when I got into business, I quit my job with $12 in my business bank account. And we grew from that $12 to $36,000 a month in six months. And when I hit that six month mark, I started self-sabotaging. Up until that six month mark, I didn't let my emotions or mind get in the way because I had done so much self-development before. Mm -hmm. And then when I hit that six month mark, guess what I started telling myself? Haley, you're too dumb to scale this thing Mm. to a million dollars by yourself. You're, you can't do it. You're too dumb. You don't understand. You're not intelligent. That's what I kept repeating myself. So what I decided to do, (laughs) uh, I decided to hire someone for more than I was even getting paid a month for 10 hours a week, uh, $4,000 a month. (laughs) For 10 hours a week, guys. Crazy, wow. crazy, crazy. I know, such a I and I look back at that decision and I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I think? If I could just and she was an amazing person. Oh my gosh. She was the best human being. She was a hard worker. She there is there was absolutely nothing wrong with that person. That mm-hmm. could have ended up really bad if she was a terrible person, right? Yeah. She was the salt of the earth. Love her so much. She had the best intention in the world, too. Um, I have nothing bad to say about her at all. 
But what ended up happening was that I was running business in a very, very unique way behind the scenes that no one else was doing. And she was trained by the average business owner in her industry. She was trained to uh, work harder to get better results, right? So mm -hmm. she comes into my business where you, if you work harder, you actually break things. Because that's the way that mm -hmm. I have everything on my back end. It's, it's a very different system. So she came in and started working really hard and making my team work really hard. <laughs> and uh, in, in 45 days, we lost. So, so that month, we made $36,000. I hired her to grow us to over $100,000 a month, right? Yeah. Okay, so then I'm, I'm going back in my head. So then that following month, we made... $35,000, we had a 10% profit margin. So we, were, so we were like barely making money, right? Which by the way, our month six, we had like a 40 to 50% profit margin. So like great mm, profits. Right. And that was while blowing up. It's hard. If you're growing quickly, it's hard to have a big profit margin. Um, I actually don't believe in profit. If you want to grow fast, I that's a whole other topic. Interesting. But yeah, it's like I'm I don't agree with profit first if you want to grow fast. If you want to plateau or you want to grow like super duper slowly, like 2% a year, like fine, <laughs> profit mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, that's all. I'm not going to get on that rant. So moving <laughs> on, um, month six, 40%. Month seven, 10%, a little less amount. And then month seven, we had hit $35,000, $36,000 a month, but we lost $17,000. Mm, and that's what happens when one thought that one thought, I lost tens, I lost over $40,000 total in the span of 60 to 70 days because I thought that I was dumb. And that is how mm. powerful whenever you're growing, if you do not learn how to heal childhood wounds, if you do not learn how to master your thoughts and self-coach yourself through situations, you will make very, very expensive mistakes as you scale like me. That was the best mistake I could have made. And it was $40,000 well spent because- mm -hmm. I now run my business very clearly. We, we crafted all these whole, I mean, our team is a machine. Our culture is great. Like it was a really great mistake and mistakes are not bad. I fell all the time. So know that if you're making mistakes, like don't be scared of making mistakes like that and losing a ton of money like I did because it always ends up great. Always, don't be pessimistic. Be optimistic about everything. But that was a big one. Um, one that I made this month, I know you asked for that. One that I made this month, Oh goodness. I made like so many. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't have actually, Oh, this one actually ties back to that. I did not hire quick enough. And so we have, we're, we have the MRR of a million dollar company. So we're making above $83,000 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. So that amount of revenue, we only have two employees. Oh my goodness. Running the entire company. And it was because I was making this, I, I was afraid to hire because I was afraid that that would happen again. What happened to me last mm. year when I lost? Yeah. And so, cause I was like kind of gun shy about hiring and that, it, that was something that I just had to get over. And now that I'm over it, great. I, we hired amazing people. Another thing was my ego. So as we're growing our program recurring profit, um, our recurring profit is a very intense program. It's a high level group coaching program, but we offer a lot of support. Like it's very different. Um, and we actually have homework assignments that, uh, and part of those homework assignments, we actually have to manually check them and approve them before you move on. So it's like really intense, right? Wow. I was doing all of it with over 90 members. Oh my. Yeah. And it's because I wasn't hiring fast enough. And, and that's one thing is like, you know, we have 
grown to a million MRR in a year and a half. That's a lot of fast growth. So sometimes like if my, my business has grown so fast, sometimes it's dragged me. I'm like, oh, I was not prepared for this uh, growth. So if you're not prepared for the growth, it will drag you, but pick yourself back up and start walking, you know? And that's what I did this month. I picked myself back up. We hired five new people in a week and it's been great. So yeah. Wow. That's five new people in a week. That's amazing. And how does that feel after you brought on that big support team? Um, I have cried almost every single day, happy tears. It's been a mix. And for not only for me, um, my customers, I mean, the difference that I see in my customers, having more support, having more love. Our motto in our company is everyone needs to be feel that comes in contact with their brand needs to feel heard, seen, appreciated, and loved. And it's really hard to do that if I'm their crutch, right? Mm-hmm. And so hiring all these people just to love on them has been absolutely amazing. And they have loved it too. Like they'll come to my random Instagram lives and, and gush about our coaches. And we're like, we have the best coaching staff. Like they're proud of my team that I've hired. Like my customers are like, they'll brag about it. And seeing that just makes me want to cry because my ego was telling me, mm-hmm. Haley, you're the only one who has all the answers mm-hmm. because my ego likes to tell that, right? Because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. But in reality, no, there are people that can actually do this better. And it's actually better for my customers if I'm not the one doing it. So yeah, it's just, you know, things that we have to go through. And it, as you up level your business, it's a ton of letting go and then growing, letting go, growing. And we have to constantly let go of these beliefs that we have and the thoughts that we have that are holding us back. I kind of compare that to raising kids. I have three kids and you have to, you know, every age they get to, you have to let go and then you have to watch them grow and then you let go some more and watch them grow. It's just like your business. Your business is your baby. You started out, it was just you and you and your business, right? And then you like bring in the more and more support, which is so important. Um, and do you, would you say that, that bringing on team members is one of the the biggest catalysts for your business growing so quickly or what are some things that, made your business grow so fast because it's very, it's not, you're not normal. (laughs) So what are some (laughs) things that made your business grow so quickly? The way that I run sales is very different than what anyone's teaching online. And that's why I, I refuse to have a live launch hangover and be depressed for weeks Mm -hmm. after a live launch. I refuse to use ClickFunnels sales tactics and make my and make my audience feel like they have to take a shower after they listen to me pitch, right? Oh my God, yes. I refuse to do things like that. And I'm going to choose to do things differently. And I'm going to choose to uh, do sales ethically while making sure that everyone feels heard, seen, loved, and appreciated. And because we do it this way, we have higher conversion rates. Mm -hmm. And I don't rely on my warm audience for sales, which is very different than most people. I rely on cold, free traffic for Mm -hmm. my sales. And that's, and that's why I teach a recurring profit. And, you know, a lot of people, all the big gurus are teaching live launching and the big gurus are teaching how to grow your warm audience so you can live launch to them and then have a quarterly live launches. It's like, okay, now you're just like beating your audience over the head with buy my stuff, buy my stuff. That's annoying. Mm-hmm. And it's not helpful. I mean, there is a time and place for that. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But I don't want, like, I did not want to depend on my warm audience for my business revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to depend on people that have never met me for my revenue. And then in my warm audience, um, 
it's, it's like, it's just natural. It's just like so natural for me. And that's why we have grown so quickly. We're very, very strategic. So, and, and this is, this is why I teach it this way. So we have a sales, I call them sales machines. Um, you can call them sales funnels. You can call them whatever you want, but mm-hmm. I call them sales machines. So like I said, at the very beginning of this interview, I teach the two different types of sales machines. And I know a lot of you are coaches. So if you're not trying to scale a course or membership site, this is going to be a little bit different than you. You probably won't need this specifically, but if you want to turn your coaching methodology into a passive product, this might help too. But what I did when I started my membership site, because that's how I grew, that's the main product that grew. So mm-hmm. what I did was I um, created one really strong evergreen sales funnel, not depending on live launches, an evergreen sales funnel. And I went to go get uh, leads. So there are different ways. We have like over 10 different strategies, but we use two at the beginning. So the first was affiliates. So like, let's say I'd go over to Lindsay and say, Hey, Lindsay, um, let's do a launch to your audience. And then I launched to her audience, get those cold free leads, pay her for who converts. Then on the back end, I have a six month email campaign that sends people back to my organic funnel. So I double and triple the profit on the back end 30 to 60 days after the affiliate launch as well. So I'm not only making upfront revenue from that affiliate traffic, but I'm also making, I'm also doubling and tripling that revenue on the back end. So it was like I was profit stacking every month, right? So -hmm. that's like one of the strategies that I was using to grow really quickly. There's, there's a lot more, but, um, it's just a matter of being really, really strategic in ethical ways and not making your pages look like freaking clickbait, you know? Yes. I, I completely agree. I can just spot those those things a mile a mile away, and they just feel gross and icky. And I like that uh, you make your audience feel like they have to take a shower after they read your sales page because it's so true. Though all of the there's so many people out there who are just like out there for the dollar sign and not to actually help and serve others. And I think right. what's special about your um, your sales techniques is you tap into what your what you're best at and what feels good for you. You're not doing things because somebody else told you. I'm sure like you've worked with lots of mentors and coaches and they might've told you to do something and you're like, oh, that doesn't really feel right for me. I'm going to make it my way. I know that's what I do. And I think that's what always works best for you. Do you agree? Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that and, and even like I have people that come into the recurring profit system, right? And they'll listen to all my sales psychology tips on the webinar and then they tweak it. Like mm-hmm. they, and I, the people that, and I believe this is what you're saying, the people that come in and feel like they need a copy and paste approach to growing their business never succeed. Yep. Those are the people who are not confident in, in their messaging and what they have to offer. And that's what you're saying in the beginning. You got to heal it. You got to heal yourself inside mm-hmm. so you could help others because you can't, it's not going to work that way. And I see so many coaches out there who are trying so hard for years just to get that first client, but they mm-hmm. refuse to look inside and see what is actually screaming for attention and that they're completely ignoring. Yeah. And you know, I posted something on Instagram's I think it was like a few months ago. Anyways, I posted on Instagram stories and it was something about how my brain lives in the future 95% of my day. And that offended and triggered a lot of people. Like a lot, Lindsay. Mm, I got a lot of DMs. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the, and I, I kept digging. I was like, well, why is this offensive to you? I mean, I, I got like hate messages 
And Why? they said, this is completely unhealthy behavior. And I'm, I hate that you're promoting this and I'm unfollowing you. But the reason why, when I started digging was because we were taught to be scared of our future mm-hmm. and who thinks about the future? Like who actually thinks about the future leaders, right? Leaders mm-hmm. think about the future. Okay. Who does not think about the future followers? Cause if you're a mm-hmm. follower, you don't have to be a leader. You're just following what other people set up the future as women. We are not taught how to be a leader. Let's be honest, right? Mm -hmm. I know I wasn't. I grew up in the South in a very small, tiny town. And I was taught like women do not have a voice. Like I, especially in in our church, we had a very small town Bible Belt church, right? Mm -hmm. Like women do not speak to um, people that are to little, even little boys. If a boy was seven year olds and and saved, like, right, then I, as a woman could not teach them. So it was very, Stream, and that's how I grew up in spiritual, in life, in school, and everything. And so, I and that's why I'm so like that's why I live in the future so much was because I was told as a woman, I am a follower, I am not a leader. But I refuse to be a follower. I'm choosing to be a leader because if you're a business owner, you have to step up and be a leader. And who thinks about the future? Leaders. So you need to have a percentage of your brain that is living in the future at all times. Otherwise, who's dictating your future? Mm-hmm. Your fear about your present and past, that's not going to be a great future, right? Mm-hmm. And living in the future is like for me, when I like, I think about the future all the time as well. And it's always in the mode of gratitude. I'm so grateful for everything that, you know, I yes. want and I want. And I think that's so important coming from a place of gratitude. It's not it, it, when, and when it's so funny when people will send you messages about something like that, that's, you know, so bizarre, but they use, they use negative words like I hate, and that's yep. so bad. And it's like, you're just, you're just, you're making such a picture of what kind of life you lead. And you're not judging by saying that, but mm-hmm. the life that you lead, I'm sure that you feel stuck in it. And I'm sure that everything feels, you know, hard and all of that. And it is the way it is because you made it the way it is. And Mm -hmm. that kind of sucks to hear sometimes. But it's empowering. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why I like, that's why I tell people this. I'm like, you have full control. And if you're creating your own reality and if you don't like your reality, okay, create something different. Because I mean, if, if you sit there and this is like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the drama triangle as a coach, if you have not heard the drama triangle, Girlfriend, you need to go Google that because it is amazing, (laughs) let me tell you. And it's fantastic when you're a coach. But like I teach my team the drama triangle and everything. There is one point on the triangle that's the victim mentality. And in business, I'm telling you, we're all human. Like I have been all three of these drama triangle points with my team, myself, with my marriage, everything, right? We all have. But the victim mentality is that Things are happening to you and you have no control. You are hopeless and helpless and that's the mental state you're in. So if you're choosing to be a victim, you will never create any results for yourself Mm -hmm. because you're not empowering yourself. And as a coach, it's amazing if you, if you can not only learn how to get out of that victim mindset yourself, which I've had to teach myself how to do and continually, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, as you grow, I have different faces on my victim approach. Like I don't even like, oh, this is one. Um, A few weeks ago at the very beginning of this month, I said, I'm just so overwhelmed. That is me choosing to be a victim because Mm -hmm. I I have full, yeah, I have full control over my schedule. I have full control over my business. The fact that I'm overwhelmed, I have full control over that. I'm making Mm -hmm. myself overwhelmed. Like I just need to reprioritize things. So 
it has different faces. Just beware of the victim mentality because it'll self-sabotage you so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to recognize the signs when you're feeling overwhelmed in your business. I remember talking to my husband one day, it was probably a year and a half ago, and it was a couple of days before I was going to do a live launch. And I remember I was just heading to our bedroom and I was kind of talking out loud what my calendar looked like for the week. And I said, I'm like, I have this webinar and I have this and this and this. And I'm like, this is just like too much. And he just looked at me like, who made this schedule for you, Lindsay? <laughs> and I, well, I guess I did. And he said, is anyone going to know if you change dates or if you make it work better for yourself? And I said, no, no one's going to know except me and you. And he said, he just kind of looked at me like, all right then. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're like being our own worst boss ever. I say that all the yes. time. Like we're just making things so hard. Yeah. And then evaluating like, does half this stuff even need to be on my schedule? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I do that all the time. I have like, I have to be very intentional with even listening to podcasts because I, my brain will just start like, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this. And I'll put it in my Asana. And then the next day I look at it and I think, who the hell put this in my schedule? I'm not doing that. That's not going to push me forward. But it's like your mm-hmm. brain just like needs to play a little bit, but you yep. have to be so mindful of what you jot down. Yep. I love that. Yeah. It's like balancing the play, the, the playful ideas with action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Haley, I have one more question for you. I like okay. to hear who you love to learn from. Like, who are your gurus? Who do you, who do you consider mentors? Um, because I think that you have just grown so much. I think everyone's curious as to who you love to listen to. Yeah. Brooke Castillo. Mm. Hands down. I, I love her big, big, big mission of like a hundred million dollars a year. That's not my mission. Uh, but I just love seeing a woman in this space, go after it with such big goals and do it so amazingly. Um, I like that she doesn't teach business. I like that she teaches mindset Mm -hmm. and that's what I need a lot of since, you know, business, Cells have come naturally because that's just the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, running a team, that's how my brain works. Mindset, not how my brain works. So it's like great to see, okay, if mindset, like you're a coach, right? So mindset might be like, you're great on mindset. Mm-hmm. You know all those tools. But if sales, okay, find a sales coach, right? So for me, it was, I was great on sales. I was great on team management. I need something with mindset. I need to learn how I can coach myself and these tools and resources that I have. And I have learned so much from Brooke. I think it's so important to be mindful of, um, as a business owner to fill in the gaps. We don't, we're not amazing at everything. And it's just like, you know, as a podcast host, uh, bring in people who can fill in the gaps of what you don't talk about as much or whatever. And that's what you need to do for your business. So do you believe that coaches or even entrepreneurs in general should always have a mentor or a coach? So I I have, this is, this is like, I know really controversial, but (laughs) no, I don't. I think that if you are struggling in a certain area of your business, then yes. But I have to say, sometimes I have not taken on a, a and paid a coach. Like right mm-hmm. now, I do. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, I pay a coach like through a mastermind, right? But mm-hmm. I didn't start doing that until I was a year into my business and I got to like the 60000 a month mark. The reason why was because I knew that 
I didn't have a sales problem and I didn't need to hire a business coach to help me with business mm -hmm. because I didn't want anyone else coming in and, um, and putting their beliefs on my business. Now, if you, but that, that's when I hired a mindset person, right? So like mm -hmm. that, that's that. But if you are someone who's struggling with sales, great. Have, I mean, I, and I know I'm talking to coaches. I don't think that a one-on-one -on -one coach is always necessary. I think education is always necessary mm -hmm. and just be mindful of the education that you're getting. Like I, what I did is I bought systems. I bought methods. I did not buy one-on-one -on -one coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, I, because really what should a coach be helping you with not growing your business, but being more mindful of your thoughts, mm -hmm. you should be the leader of your business growth, a business coach. I don't know. It, I, I feel like that's very controversial. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> well, my take on that is, you know, I've had lots of clients and I, I think they expect client calls to go, okay, now go to this website and do this. And then once you go to this magical website and click this button, then you'll get a client. And then, you know, that's not how it goes. You really dig into the mindset because you can catch things the more you work with people and you're like, okay, well, you just said this. We need to go back and talk about why you just said this. We need yeah, to work on this. That's so important. Like you're a business coach, right? Yep. So Okay. So let's say that you were someone, you were a coach coaching other coaches and, and you were thinking about Lindsay. Okay. If you're someone where you're wanting to go to Lindsay because she's going to have a magical pill for you, then that is a no. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see a lot. If you are someone who understands the actual importance of the coach and what the purpose is, that's completely different. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the distinction that I honestly, I don't think is being talked a lot about in our industry because a lot of business coaches that I've seen, not, not you, Lindsay, but a lot of like the business coaches that I've seen, especially on Instagram, like I can help you make 20 K months or I mm -hmm. like those kind of things, which is not a bad message. But if you look back, like if you're hiring a one-on-one -on -one coach to help you make that, you don't need a one-on-one -on -one coach to help you make money. You need a one-on-one -on -one coach to help you learn how to coach yourself through making business decisions that are profitable and lead you to your own goals. That's what you need to coach for. If you're wanting to learn how to make 20K months, get a system that's repeatable and proven to learn that strategy, but that's completely different than a one-on-one -on -one business coach. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hope. Yeah. I hope that actually resonated because I know that is a little bit polarizing, but that's my opinion. No, I like your opinion. I, and I think that it, it's just very truthful. It, it really is. I, there's no magic button. I mean, I can, you can work with the most amazing mentors out there and the most amazing coaches, but you know, they kind of all say the same thing yeah. and you have to just go with who you feel aligned to working with. And, you know, like last year I worked with James Wadmore and I was so excited to go on a one-on-one -on -one call with him because I was like, oh my gosh, that's like amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting on the call thinking we we're going to talk about, you know, like getting down into strategy and all of that, but we didn't talk about anything like that. It was all about mindset and like simplifying my business model and really just looking inside as to what I wanted for my business's future. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I wanted to go on the call for, but I'm so glad that's where it went to. And that's what a good coach does is they recognize yes. all of that and then they, they bring it out in you. And I love that. And I think you can't go, you know, I can work with Haley or Haley could work with me and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. It's, it matters what's inside that brain of yours and what we need to clean up and rearrange and put new stuff in. Yeah. Like if you're wanting someone to help you with business, hire a consultant. 
Like that's completely yeah. different, right? Yes. But like even then at most point in, in y'all's businesses that are listening, you do not need a consultant. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be hiring like a specialty consultant, that's going to fix a solution. Like, and that's why I believe hiring coaches over consultants is actually better because a coach will help you give your mind the tools and resources that are repeatable for you to make mm-hmm. decisions on yourself. Right. A consultant's going to give you a strategy. Um, yeah. Okay. I won't go into this anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we <laughs> like, could go like so far deep, yeah. in, deep yeah. into the rabbit hole. I think it's just, you know, bringing it back all, all back in is recognizing what you need, not what everyone else does, mm-hmm. learning your learning patterns. How do you like to work with people? Maybe you're a group program person. Maybe you're a coach. Maybe you want to be in a membership, whatever. Just go with what feels right for you and it'll work best. Don't just do things because I do them or Haley says to do it. Like tap into right. it. Be a, be a leader. There we go. Be a leader. Be a leader. I love it. Yes. That's like the best way to end this. I I agree. Haley, thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. I think we could have talked for so much longer, but I think this was very inspirational. And um, please tell everyone how they can find out more about your business and what you do. Yeah. So if you want to come connect with me and become BFFs, that would be amazing. Um, I have a podcast over on iTunes, Spotify, at all, all the places uh, called The Scalability Show. So The Scalability Show is where you can listen to my podcast. It's, it's very anti-marketing approach to growing your business. It's really cool. We, we talk about some very, pol- as you can tell, I have some strong opinions on things. So we talk about some, we take some like popular marketing topics, flip it on its head and say, don't do this, do this instead. So it's a really cool podcast if you want to go there. And then we also have a quiz. So if you want to go take your quiz and you want to know what type of sales machine you actually need to have in your business, like what type of sales machine that can create your consistent income uh, to create in your business, go to scalabilitylounge.com slash quiz. And uh, then that'll take you to the quiz on mini chat. Like it'll be like a little Facebook messenger thing. There's like four questions and then I'll give you like a little video that shows you what type of sales machine you need to create and what that looks like and stuff. That sounds like a super fun quiz and who doesn't like quizzes? We'll definitely put all of that stuff in the show notes. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. Thank you for being here. It was so great to spend some time with you today. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful for you. and I want to be sure you are a part of my free community. Go to dreamclientcommunity.com and join our free Facebook group. We have all kinds of cool things happening every single day, so don't miss out. Also, if you love downloading freebies, check out my freebie vault on my website by going to lindsaymaloney.com, selecting freebie vault, and there you can download all the things that will help you start and scale your coaching business. And if you're feeling extra generous, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode. 